Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Eight four four Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Becoming your strongest financial self? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. Get it today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome in to 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. As always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And going to jump around on a couple of different topics real quick. Not a, not a super long one for you today, but a few thoughts on a few things as opposed to one really long topic like I like to do sometimes, right? So... Going to begin with a a few thoughts about the San Francisco series and uh, what we saw throughout that. Wanted to talk a little bit about the really unfortunate Antonio Sensatella news and and the future of the starting rotation. And uh, then get you updated on where the Rockies farm system ranks and uh, where their prospects are now that a few of those things have been updated. So let's begin uh, with the San Francisco series. Boy, isn't it always hilarious and funny to beat the Giants, really to beat any team in the NL West, especially when the Rockies aren't good. That's one of those things which, as we all know, happens fairly frequently and uh, that that is one of those things that I, I always find funny especially this time of year whenever now obviously the Giants have have fallen out of it and as I discussed on the reverse standings show you know they they're comfortably out of a postseason position at this point uh they they were right at 500 and they could have gone on a run to get into it but that's looking less and less likely Still, when you've got division rivals who won 100 games a year ago and they're maybe hanging on to a glimmer of hope and then you you pretty thoroughly outplay them like that, it's quite a bit of fun. Uh, For me, the big takeaway, uh, of course, of the series, and I wrote about it for milehighsports.com a bit more, actually got down there, talked to Kyle Freeland about it, talked to a couple other people about it too, but I wanted to make sure to get uh, Freeland on record and get some good quotes for the piece. And that was Hilary Harris Montero. Uh, he, he really is breaking out before our very eyes. He's been fantastic in the month of August. He's showing, I think, uh, that he, he really does have the possibility to be a, a star-level hitter in this league. I've mentioned before, you know, the defense continues to be a, a work in progress. He's not terrible by any means. But do I see, you know, superstar all-around player potential there? No, but star-level hitter 
which is something the Rockies absolutely need. Big guy. Uh, this is really the first time I, I've seen him right up close. You know, I've been in the room, but uh, kind of went up, shook his hand, introduced myself this weekend, and uh, he is a big boy. <laughs> Montero is a large gentleman, and, uh, and and he was even talking a bit over the weekend about, you know, he thinks he's got more strength to add. Buddy was talking about that, him coming into his full big boy man strength and it's like geez this guy then has has got quite a bit of potential to be uh, one of the Rockies best hitters for years to come and we saw you know the first multi-home run game of his career then he also had a homer in the loss on Sunday but he's just producing at a consistent clip now right more, more importantly, honestly, even than the results, and, and you need some results, your numbers can't be terrible, but to put it as simply as possible, he's hitting the ball really hard, really often. <laughs> and that is the name of the game, isn't it? The, and now, I guess the one other thing is, and in the air, because you can hit the ball really hard and on the ground a lot, and that's you know going to cause you some issues here and there. But as we've seen, Putting the ball in the air, showing a willingness and a willingness and ability to rise to the big moment. These these moments are only so big when you're, you know, fifteen games under five hundred and stuff. But certainly the big moments in an individual game. And when you're a rookie in this league, every moment is a big moment in some ways. But even in those individual games, when you come up with the chance to really deliver a dagger and and win a ball game at the big league level. For a young player with their first opportunity to do that, that's a huge deal. And it doesn't matter that it's not, you know, to potentially win the pennant or the wild card or any of those things. It's it's still a big deal for his development. And for me, that was the most promising part of uh, that entire set. Going to be interesting to watch John Gray at Coors Field tonight. I'm going to be back down there again tomorrow and uh, get a little bit of that Texas series, though. Uh, as I talked about before, another one of these teams that's well out of it. And then the Rockies are off to New York to see if they can just hang in there against some of these teams in the Mets and the Braves who have been uh, really, really good this year. And obviously Atlanta going back to last year. And so uh, for now, though, as I've said, the pitching, you know, that was one of the big things I'd be watching. The starting pitching continues to be okay but frustrating a really really good start from Kyle Freeland right up until the (laughs) it wasn't anymore right stuff like that the grand slam no I will not be participating in discourse about Bud Black I don't know how this happens (laughs) I don't it's like one person decides oh man like that is okay I guess I am I'm gonna say this I'm gonna do this very very quickly it's like he said he wasn't gonna get into it then he immediately got into it It is, and I'm sorry, I I really am sorry, but it is the most elementary observation to say manager left in pitcher, pitcher gave up home run, therefore manager did bad, therefore let's critique the manager. Like, that is so just silly i'm sorry it's silly bud black has done near magic with the pitching here in denver he 
is not the reason that the Rockies are struggling this year or last year. He doesn't decide the personnel. He doesn't decide the budget. He can't make guys do things that they can't do. And in a season like this, where you're not going to win the pennant or a wild card spot or any of that, and you need Kyle Freeland, you don't. You know what you don't need? That baseball game. Doesn't matter. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let, let's be really honest. People want to give the Rockies crap for not full-on tanking for three years, for making that supposedly smart but difficult decision. And not recognize a moment like this. Yes, if it, I, I promise you, folks, if this was a competitive season, the Rockies were a couple of games over, Freeland's at 99 pitches, the bases are loaded, and it, presumably if you're several games over 500, that means you've got some guys out there in the bullpen who've been helping you get there all year. You hand that person the baseball. I don't know that there was anyone in the bullpen who Bud Black could have handed the baseball to, who's even going to be on the team next year? Daniel Bard, we know. The rest of them, maybe. There's no point in that. You don't need that game. What you need is Kyle Freeland. And you can say, well, he gave up the Grand Slam, so you don't get anything. But you learn from those moments, too. Freeland, as I've said before, Freeland and Marquez really hold the key. And, and unfortunately, Sensatella, when we get into this now, you know, the, the injury is going to go through next year a little bit with the torn ACL. And so they're probably going to have to go out and look for some extra help in the starting rotation because these are the guys that are going to carry you. You know, getting that game means nothing. Giving Kyle Freeland the opportunity to work out of it and gain confidence or to learn a hard lesson there, either one, and Kyle's not going to be blown to smithereens in terms of his confidence because of that one pitch. That matters more. The learning process and continued evolution of Kyle Freeland matters 10 times more than winning that baseball game or, you know, other than Jake Bird any reliever out there that you need to be trying to develop and and get more innings and whatnot, right? So those kinds of things when they come up and then people want to criticize Bud Black just makes me laugh. After years of being the only guy who's really figured out, you know, to put it as simply as possible, like two or three of the best starting pitching seasons in Rockies history have occurred under Bud Black and two or three of the best relief pitching seasons in Rockies history have occurred under Bud Black. And in the grand scope of things, he hasn't been here that long. So, you know, there are some fair things definitely to criticize in terms of, I think, how he handles certain position players and some old school philosophies and mentalities and all that. But how he handles pitching, his feel for pitching? (laughs) Nah, can miss me with all that. But it does look like they're going to have to go out and get some help in their starting rotation this offseason because they've just had too many damn injuries. And it's really, really sad to see this thing with Sensatella come up. He's really, truly one of the good guys uh, out there. Uh, He worked his ass off to get himself in physical shape, 
to change and hone his game. And it's just been an, an awful year for him. But you hope whenever he gets out of the other side of that, that he can return and, and, and help the Rockies out a bit. But he was a big part of it. And with the setbacks that Austin Gombers had this year, it's just really, really frustrating in terms of the potential future of the organization. How freaking ever. There's one big spot of great news that, that I have for Rockies fans. And, you know, it's funny because over the last couple of years, I've been hearing a lot. Whenever I would try to say, you know, there there is still some hope for the future of this team. The number one response every single time from people who didn't want to believe that would be, but their farm system is ranked terribly, which was true. I always thought a little bit misleading, and I've gotten into a lot of that before. But lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, fine people of Rockies Nation, that when you go to MLB.com now and check out the pipeline rankings that were just recently updated now that the most recent draftees have, have all kind of taken their place inside the systems, and so we need an update. I, I have to admit, I myself was shocked to find that the the class of minor league analysis, the, the top of the chain, Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo and Sam Dykstra of the MLB Pipeline, have ranked the Colorado Rockies system ninth. It's funny, too, because their preseason rank was 24. And I found this particular sentence in the middle. You know, it's just one little paragraph right up. And I'm going to read this sentence in the middle of, of what they had to offer here. They said, there weren't any big trades that caused the push. We know that, don't we? But rather, a combination of several players already in the system breaking out as top-notch prospects. And then he says, three of their four top 100 prospects that are in that were in the system didn't start the season in the top 100. Yeah, they just should have probably already been. And then there's the strong 2022 draft class. There's a lot of players that are now ranked in the Rockies' top 15, including, by the way, Sterling Thompson, ranked number 7 for the Rockies' system that is now very suddenly ranked ninth. So they're not one of the worst farm systems in the league, as people were saying to me up to a week ago. But now, very suddenly, they're one of the best. First of all, that's quite silly. First of all, no, that that means that, again, retroactively, what I was saying was true, is that there was just a lot of players in the system who were underrated. Ezekiel Tovar was one of them. Adiel Amador was another. Drew Romo was a big one. That they were in the system, but the Rockies weren't getting credit for having those guys in the system. And now they are. Because those players continue to perform. Then there's the evaluation of the draft. But I found that first part of the sentence interesting, right? There weren't any big trades that caused the push, they write. And again, we all know that. And we can all go back to the trade deadlines and critiquing the Rockies about how they don't make these trades. But now, wait a darned minute. Because Sterling Thompson is very much representative of this giant jump that the Rockies farm system has made here. And he is the guy that they got for not trading Trevor Story. 
So because of the way we frame things, because there's no way to have one, you know, you win the trade deadline, you win the offseason, you don't win the compensatory draft pickup, right? <laughs> like, that's not a thing. And so there's no way in the way that we grade and score a lot of this stuff out for a lot of people to give credit. And this would have been the perfect place to do it, but it doesn't fit nicely into a category. No, the Rockies didn't trade for their seventh overall prospect, really, but they kind of did by not trading Trevor Story for somebody who might be their 10th or 15th best prospect right now. They let him walk, picked up a draft pick, apparently did very, very, very well in the draft. They did so well in the draft that they went from before this season ranking 24th to now ranking 9th. That's how well they did in this draft. That's how good the draft was. And so maybe it makes some sense that they bet on themselves to do well in the draft. And then they did. It's going to be really interesting to see how that whole conversation plays out. And if people continue to remember that sometimes by not trading, you get stuff too. And that's a stuff that the Rockies got that is impacting these rankings, right? So it's not just in the trading. Sometimes it's in the not trading. And that's one where it seems to have worked out in their favor, that we've got a long way to go in terms of analysis with Sterling Thompson. Uh, there are a number of other really interesting ones in here. The first overall pick, the, the college pitcher, remember, out of Gonzaga, Gabriel Hughes, uh, makes his debut on the list at five. Uh, behind Romo, Amador, Tovar, and Veen. Benny Montgomery is dropped back to sixth. Nothing really wrong there. Just a lot of injection of talent, and he hasn't been blowing them away in the minor leagues, but still a lot of really intriguing talent there out of Benny Montgomery. And then, as I mentioned, Sterling Thompson warming Barnabell. And then another pick from this most recent draft, Jordan Beck in there at number nine. Pitcher Jaden Hill rounding out uh, the top 10. So a lot of intriguing talent there, but obviously the biggest takeaway is, of course, this just remarkable jump that the, the farm system seems to have taken without really injecting any talent. And And this was the question that people kept asking me, and this is the answer that I kept giving. I just didn't expect it to happen quite so soon. And, and, and so it really pokes a giant hole in this notion that the only way to inject a bunch of talent into your farm system is to trade away your star players or is to trade everyone at the deadline. You know, yes, they could do more of that. And yes, they could have used more players. And I am still of the mind that if it was me in charge of the ship, if I was the captain of this boat heading into that deadline, I would have moved several people. Not Cronin Bard, but I mentioned Iglesias Grichik. You know, we, we kind of went through that list. Column A, that's really the big weird one to me is that they didn't trade Column A. And well, I guess maybe they're going to try to re-sign him. I don't know. But as far as, you know, this is a farm system that's desperately in need of prospects because it's so bad, that was a talking point literally at the trade deadline, which wasn't that long ago. Right? Just a couple of weeks ago, people were saying, how can they not be moving these players when their farm system is so weak so decrepit, so lacking in talent, 
And then just a couple of weeks later, we get this update. And it's like, well, actually, no, the Rockies have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball, at least according to the people for whom people are using that when it's the negative, right? When they're saying the Rockies have a terribly ranked farm system, these are the people we're trusting. So now that we have a good one, I suppose we have to say both ways. And and, and I actually will give the same caveats. It could have been an over-evaluation of the Rockies' good draft. It could have been an under-evaluation of the system before. It's all very difficult, and there's still quite a bit of crapshoot when it comes to evaluating prospects. But the fact is, the Rockies have a lot more potential for their future than I think people even, and especially right around the trade deadline, were willing to talk about and admit. And quite frankly, trades of... Jose Iglesias and Alex Colomay weren't going to bring in players that were going to crack your top 10, maybe even your top 15, possibly your top 20. Though, again, remember uh, the guy that the Rockies traded Michael Givens for, a very, very good comp for Colomay, was a pitcher from Cincinnati named Noah Davis, and he's not in the Rockies' top 30 on pipeline right now. So, yes, they've missed some opportunities, but ones to dramatically improve their farm system? Probably not. And is their farm system this remarkable joke indicative of of how bad the, the Rockies are as a complete organization? Well, no, maybe it turns out that having the guy who's been in charge of scouting for a very long time and making him the GM of an organization that's going to continue to be draft and develop, like it, love it, hate it, and most people hate it, but whatever. They're not going to sign the big, huge free agents, unless it's Chris Bryant, apparently. But they're, but on a pitching standpoint, it makes sense not to. They're going to draft and develop. And if that's going to be the case, then you need to have drafts like the one they had this year. Now they need to develop those guys. Or that's the other half of that sentence. They got to develop them. They got to develop them well. There's a lot of talent here. Yes, a, a lot of it is several years away, but there are plenty of players here in the top 15 who are ready to make an impact within the next couple of years. And then guys who you know seem to have just sort of very recently graduated, like Montero, who are ready to do their thing as well. We'll see if Ryan Feltner works into all of that and so on. But I'm talking more about. You know, the, the, the bigger names. I think Toglia is definitely going to be uh, an impact bat type of player. We'll see if he can work other things out. Yes, there's a big strikeout in there, but there are a lot of guys in the big leagues who strike out all the time and hit for a ton of power, and you can make a career on that. So it's really not the disqualifying uh, characteristic it used to be. And uh, Tovar, 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 uh, you know, back at it. It looks like here very, very soon. So it'll be exciting to watch him down the stretch, probably there in AAA. We'll see if he can make his major league debut. I think they should. I think they should absolutely do that. I'd love also to see guys like Riley Pint and Carl Kaufman getting an opportunity uh, to see if they can prove a little bit at the big leagues and then and then take it down and, and, and learn some things going into next year. But interesting time for the uh, the farm system, to say the very least. What a jump. So we're going to get deeper and deeper into those prospects over the next couple of 
weeks and obviously going into the off season that'll be plenty to talk about so thank you for sticking with me here on this kind of hodgepodge episode i'll get a little more focused over the next few and get into some topics a little more deeply but i wanted to touch on each one of those a little bit today so i appreciate you all for listening and make sure you're catching all of the written content at milehighsports.com subscribing to all the mile high sports podcasts on the podcast network and other than that just continuing to be absolutely awesome out there you know that i will continue to be absolutely drew creaseman in here and until next time i will see you at the ballpark Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Choose. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist it's why you're a delta sky miles platinum american express card member if you travel you know terms apply purchases must be on card visit go.mx slash you know everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.